Take a cassette out of its case, and most people just see an empty box. You're indoors more, and there's more time for listening. Welcome to your marketing mixtape. This mix is just for you. For you. For you. Greetings. I'm Richard Larson, SVP of AW360 at Advertising Week. AW360 is Advertising Week's year-round digital content platform where we highlight the best and the brightest from around the global industry. One of my favorite parts of working on AW360 is that I get to work on countless projects from every corner of the industry, giving me an opportunity to introduce our audience to unique and intelligent perspectives and deliver them in fun and interesting ways. To that end, I'm pleased to welcome you to a very different kind of conversation, brought to you in partnership with our friends at Google. We call it Marketing Mixtape. It's 2021, and by now we're all burned out on video conferencing, whether for our own jobs or for our kids' video classrooms. We also know that this is a critical moment in time, and we wanted to find a way to share our best ideas and learnings in a format that's easier for you to consume, allowing you to cook a meal, take a walk, or complete a workout while listening in on this important conversation. We also wanted to make it fun, so we've made you a mixtape with the same thought and care that many of us remember from back in the days when mixtapes were a real thing. In a world where near constant change is the new normal, you'll hear insights about how your business can embrace digital transformation, how you can use signals and automation to reimagine product, channel, and demand strategies in this new dynamic market. In short, how you can grow today and stay resilient tomorrow. From us here at Advertising Week and from our partners at Google, we're here to help you with whatever comes next. Thank you for listening. I'm here live from uh, my third floor attic, the closest thing to a recording studio I could find. That's my wife's wedding dress. Some old trophies, toys I saved even though my oldest is 23. My name is Steve Arthur, and I co-lead Google's partnerships with financial service companies. In the last six months, we've probably experienced 10 years of change. And while there's still so much we don't know, let's start with something we do. Consumers' increased adoption of digital will reset the whole marketplace of tomorrow. And while no one could have predicted any of this, I'm hopeful about the future. Because some brands weren't only ready for the uncertain and unpredictable times, being ready got them meaningful results. Some brands like Quicken Loans actually had one of their best quarters ever in Q2. That's where there's good news today. You do not have to predict the future to be ready for what comes next. So here's the bottom line. First, be ready by being data and insights led. You need to work from a weather of inputs and adopt smart automation tools that make sense of the right signals in real time. Second, be ready by being adept and agile. Needs and wants don't change every time a consumer switches between channels or devices. This means you need to break down a few things like organizational silos and take a zero-based, holistic approach to marketing. Third, be ready by investing in privacy-forward technology. We know we can't do any of this unless you partner with a platform that's invested in these technologies. This is your moment. You can seize it. In these ever-changing times, you have our unwavering commitment at Google 
to help you get ready for whatever comes next. I invited one of our insights experts to share some of our recent findings. Hey, I'm Justin DeGraff, head of ads, research, and insights at Google. Have you ever had a moment where a person just got you? Maybe you've recently thought about streamlining your credit cards, like my wife, Simona, has. Unfortunately, some of her credit cards have high annual fees, and she can't use the benefits, like triple points on restaurants or the international travel lounges. She called one of the card's loyalty programs to discuss her options. And, you know, they talked her through ways to access different benefits. What she got was more than the right bang for her buck. She got peace of mind that she didn't even know she needed. That's what's possible today with digital ads. In a new piece of research, we compared personalized ads to ads that speak to deeper human needs, things like inspiration or relief. Then we imitated elements of Google's automation tools to deliver ads that spoke to those needs in real time. The results for finance were huge, driving up to 19% higher click-through and even better, 25% higher purchase intent. And that's above and beyond basic personalization. More than positive results, though, the ads also avoided pitfalls, with just 7% of people reporting them as negative or annoying. The ads worked not because they're targeted, but because they were meaningful. It's not about using your energy trying to predict the future. It's about delivering on dynamic consumer needs right now in real time. We call this real-time approach rethinking readiness. Rethinking readiness will drive ROI, keep your business agile, and give you the resilience you need for whatever comes next. All right, that's it for me. It's time to take the dog for a walk. Next up, you'll hear a story from one of our partners about how they navigated a recent strategic shift. So you have the process in place and the thinking and the DNA in place then COVID-19 hits, and all you're doing is accelerating. I am Lara Balash, and I am the Chief Marketing Officer and the General Manager of the Strategic Partner Group at Intuit. Today, I want to talk to you about how we use customer insights to inform our strategic shift during a period of uncertainty. For over 35 years, we have been falling in love with customer problems and We are now serving over 50 million customers worldwide through our products, TurboTax, Mint, QuickBooks. And it's really all about fueling our mission, which is to power prosperity around the world. COVID-19 did a lot of things to have us pivot quickly. We had to say, what do our customers need now most? And we are constantly not only checking in with our customers and understanding what their needs are. We're looking at the data, and of course, everything's anonymized and secure, but it helps us be able to service them. We were able to glean insights from Google to help guide our content. You know, what are customers searching on that we need to offer up tips and tools? So by gleaning insights from search, 
we were able to harness the power of that to better serve from a content perspective on all of our offerings, to just always be innovating to offer what they need, when they need it, how they want it. Number one, we have consumers that file taxes through TurboTax and the entire tax season was shifted back. So in the United States, as an example, it was shifted to July 15th. And one of the key things was we had launched previously something called TurboTax Live, which allows you to access a tax professional to help you with your taxes. We, of course, leveraged YouTube to be able to, you know, get some of the new features out. Additionally, one of the things we offered was something called Intuit Aid Assist, which was a free tool for anyone. You don't have to be an Intuit customer. It distilled 300 pages of the CARES Act, which was really the stimulus funding in the U.S., and allowed customers to enter in information and quickly know what they were eligible for. We needed to ensure that people knew about it and had access to it. Google was hugely helpful. I mean, for one thing, our search had to be optimized so that we could have people easily access our content and find it. But you're also trying to understand what are their media habits? You know, they're not doing the commute. (laughs) So all of that media consumption, including, you know, how Google plays into that is a piece of what you're doing as you're studying the customer behavior, because ultimately you want to get to them with the right information at the right time. I would say, you know, what's helped me is to be able to move beyond perfection, uh, get that test and learn approach going. Really, the CMOs that are thriving, I think, are the ones who've been able to say, I don't have a playbook, but I'm going to make a playbook and I'm going to base it on what does my customer need and how do I support their problems? This story around leading with customer insights was just my perspective as a CMO. Up next, you'll hear a discussion from industry leaders about what this type of change looks like from a different perspective. Automation is not an IT function, it's a business imperative. Hi, I'm Eileen Kiernan, Global CEO of UM. Hi, I'm Rob Pierre, CEO of Jellyfish. Today, we're going to be discussing how automation is critical to driving actionable insights and accelerating growth. I think uh, the main reason it's so important to automate is because there are exponential number of tasks that need to be done. It's no longer where you have a 30-second slot or a 60-second slot and you can have creative around a billboard or a short radio ad. It's actually many formats across many platforms. And if you don't support human resource with automation, I don't think you would ever get close to achieving the number of tasks that are required to run a digital campaign. No, I couldn't agree more. I think we're thinking about it the same way. I kind of carve it into two buckets. There's the the strategic side of it, which is how how do we mine all the potential of what's been developed over the past six or seven years and find ways through, whether it's machine learning or AI, to cut through to the critical insights because there's so much to to wade through. And to your point, the operational side of things, it's become very difficult for talent to kind of grow in the organization if they're mired in low value tasks that are very, very heavy and very manual, 
one of the learnings of the past five years, every time we've built a new tool or built a new system or a capability to automate a particularly painful part of the process, is without the strategy or the right underpinnings, you end up then with a ton of systems and tools that aren't necessarily speaking to one another. And then that in turn creates more layers and more complexity that drives more work. I'm not sure if you found something similar in your space. 100%, because there's this misconception that automation is going to challenge people and their jobs. And uh, that's not actually the case. You're never displacing people because there's an infinite number of tasks. So what you're trying to do is look at the outcome you're after and see whether you can actually get that perfect blend of automation and technology. Being more outcome focused is really helping us as well. Fee models are still leaning more towards the traditional media when they were using your networks or the economies of scale to add value to your clients. But it's very, very different. And I think the mix of media versus resource and technology is shifting somewhat. And I don't think the industry is quite caught up with that. If soon as you shift that to being outcome-based and you're not focusing on the hours that you're doing, you're more likely to be able to automate and do more for the money that's being offered in fees. The currency is business. The currency is money. So automation is just one way to get there. We, we very firmly are held accountable to and hold ourselves accountable to making sure that the, the language that we use when we're thinking about things like automation translates to something that is both quantifiable and qualifiable in just tangible business outcomes. I think many of our clients, and I think speaking for my own business, we are emboldened to a degree by the rate of change that we're living through. And I think it's shaken up a level of courage and a level of, of recognition that the things that we know we need to do must be done now. So the only way forward to manage that really carefully is automation. Your mixtape will continue on side B. My name is Sarah Carberry, head of U.S. Multicultural Strategy and Sales at Google. As someone who identifies as mixed heritage, I struggled to feel a sense of belonging at a young age. Nobody looked like me on TV or in magazines, so when I started my career in media, I felt compelled to change this. Fast forward to 2020, with COVID's disproportionate impact on multicultural communities and the global rallying cry of the Black Lives Matter movement, I know so many of you feel a heightened call to action to drive positive change today, both personally and professionally. At Google, we've been inspired by so many different ways brands have stepped up to this challenge, and we're privileged to meet the makers behind some of the work. You're about to hear a conversation between two creatives, Keith Cartwright and Gianta Jenkins, who partnered with P&G to develop two thought-provoking films addressing cultural bias and racism titled The Look and the choice. Diverse thinking breeds better creativity and also improves any business's bottom line. We need to say something. We need to put something out into the world to let uh, the industry to sort of wake up and align and bring their resources towards helping this cause. The letter went into the world and began to build a conversation around things that we've always found important that weren't necessarily being surfaced. 
Mark Pritchard from a, a PNG picked up the phone and, and called us and said, let's talk. And that conversation turned into um, action very quickly. They have demonstrated very authentically their commitment to undoing some of the tropes that have existed in advertising and taking it on in a way to bring people together. The look, um, you know, it started when we were asked by uh, P&G to think about, you know, how African-American men specifically experience bias through their daily lives. The microaggressions that we as African-American men suffer through are like a thousand mini car accidents that we go through day to day. And the thing about the look and unconscious bias is it is, it's a silent act. The idea that you could tell that story objectively and, and use the camera to actually make people feel what that feels like, it was a very, very powerful piece of filmmaking. We're never pointing fingers and it's not calling anyone out, it's acknowledging. And the work that we do is invite people into the discussion so we can have a conversation. So the choice was a passionate plea from the brand to white people for white allyship and in the protests that are going on in the street. And it was a declarative statement that says, this is the time for action. We all must stand up. We can no longer be silent. Uh, we all sat down and discussed with PNG and said, what, what's powerful here is to reduce it all the way down to the core element. What divides us? And it's, it's melanin, it's skin, right? That's the thing that gets in the way of us being united. So let's put that on display and show the aesthetic difference between the two, but to also demonstrate that there's not much difference between the two. Felt like the right way to deliver the message. We're now able to upload something to YouTube and the immediacy creates the, the fuel for these movements to take on a shape and a resonance. If it's shared or liked, or if we see that it's gotten a million views, that's a million times plus that people decided that they wanted to take in and potentially learn from what we've created. And that's progress. Hi, I'm Jerry and I lead the ads team at Google. It's been quite a year and I've had a chance to meet virtually with many of you. Hearing your stories has motivated my team to push harder and rethink our roadmaps with a single goal in mind, to accelerate digital growth for even more businesses. We're all spending a lot more time at home these days, so I'm gonna step outside for a quick walk while I share some highlights from my keynote at Advertising Week. In the next minute, I'll quickly cover four product innovations designed to help you get your business ready for what comes next. First, we've heard from you that you need insights to identify when and how consumer behavior is changing. That's why I'm excited to announce the new Insights page in Google Ads. This page will include a new trends section where you'll find rising search trends for the product or service categories most relevant to your business. To help you take action on these insights in real time, I also unveiled Performance Max campaigns. 
They're a new way to buy Google ads across all our inventory from a single campaign. They deliver the greatest reach and performance while providing transparency into how Google's machine learning is working for you. We're also rolling out video action campaigns to all advertisers globally and introducing new inventory on connected TVs to help you take advantage of the boom in video streaming. Finally, we believe measurement should be comprehensive, actionable, and privacy-centric. Now is the time to ensure your business has the solid measurement foundation it needs for the long term. So stay tuned for new updates we'll be sharing for Google Analytics. Keynote to hear more. Hi, it's me again, Alan Tegason. Thank you for joining us for your marketing mixtape. I hope you found it helpful, and I hope the format gave you space to take a break from your screen and reflect on the opportunities that lie ahead. 2020 has been challenging, but the changes it accelerated provide an opportunity to rethink our approach to growth and resilience. By embracing digital transformation, by making it live in our product, channel, and demand strategies, by leading with a data-driven approach and embracing the full power of automation, we can be ready for whatever comes next. As always, Google is your partner on that journey. We want to leave you with a brief final thought. So here's Sal Khan and his vision of what tomorrow might bring. My name is Sal Khan. I'm the founder and CEO of Khan Academy. We're a not-for-profit with a mission of providing a free world-class education for anyone, anywhere. People are realizing that we now have the tools at our disposal that really transcend time and space where you can learn from anyone on the planet and you can help teach anyone on the planet. Uh, we have a whole generation of educators who have, out of necessity, jumped into the deep end of the pool, figuring out how to do distance learning right and willing to experiment, willing to fail forward and doing whatever it takes to maintain a connection with students. And it makes me envision a future where everyone feels like they are part of a global learning community. If in the next few decades, we truly create a world where truly world-class education, being able to tap into your potential becomes a fundamental human right, it's going to accelerate every aspect of society in a positive context. We will have more economic empowerment, more equity, we will have more open-mindedness, and frankly, we'll just have more cures for diseases, more art, uh, more entertainment, and, and more uh, interesting innovation that makes all of our lives that much better. If the dream world happens, I think we're gonna have a generation of adults who are going to be lifelong learners, who are going to be curious, and what that's going to do, it's going to make them incredibly nimble. It's been quite a year. We're proud to be your partner and here to help you be ready for whatever comes next. Thank you. Thank you.